Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Campfire Stories, my podcast where I will be telling you exactly how to be a summer camp counselor and sharing stories that I have from both being a counselor and a camper for my 14 years at a summer camp. In this first episode, we're going to be going over how to work with a co-counselor and splitting responsibility so it becomes more of an even split amongst you guys, and it doesn't kind of look like main counselor, lower counselor. So I have run the full gamut of co-counselors to where I've had the best co-counselor, who just matches me in every way, and everything I lack, he has, and he lacks, I have. And I've had the co-counselor where they are lacking in their ways to work with children. And that's fine. I mean, everyone else comes in with different suits, and some people have had years of experience working with kids, some haven't. So you have to have those ideas going into your first time working with someone. You have to know that... No matter how many years you have, they could have none. They could have more. So you have to be ready to work with that. So one of the easiest ways that I first found to work with a co-counselor is just have a conversation at the start. You want to let them know. If this is their first time working, let them know what it's like. Kind of share your experiences with them And don't kind of throw them into the deep end when the kids show up and, oh, this is now my job. Now I understand three weeks in what I'm supposed to be doing. Because it's kids have a way of making a hierarchy, um, sorry, a hierarchy in their own mind of how things work and how an order of people really goes. And they'll do that immediately within your cabin. It's easier for them to understand that there's one man in charge, then there's two, then there's three. It's a lot more simple just to place one in and have everyone lower than them. So you want to make it clear from the jump that you are not going to be treating the kids like that. And you want to make it clear to the kids that it's not going to be like that. If these are kids that one of you knows and one of you doesn't, The one of you that knows, have that conversation. Speak to the kids. Let them know you are both the same going into this. It's not one person's going to be better than the other and vice versa. One thing I'd also like to note that becomes very much... It becomes a problem because kids like to do it because it's a natural thing that people grow up doing and they do it at home. And it's the, if I ask mommy something and she says no, maybe daddy will say yes, and let's placate them against each other. You guys need to be in constant communication because that will happen quickly. Um, There has been many experiences where I've had where I tell them, no, you can't be doing this. This is against the rules. And I personally, hell, I am as a camp counselor. I like to bend the rules. I like to walk the line of what can be done and can't be done. And... I think if the kids are having fun, that's what you need to be, like, that's first priority. So, if it walks on the line of exactly what should be happening, if the kids are having more fun that way, I think that's perfectly fine. As long as they're not disrupting what should be happening at the camp, and they are not, like, upsetting anyone else, I don't think it's an issue. An experience that I had with this this summer was my campers, they like to go and 
steal is a harsh word, but they like to steal things from around camp and just have them in our cabin. Now, it wasn't like they were taking them in the cabin, destroying them, defacing them, vandalizing them. No. And these weren't things that affected activities. One example was some of the mini golf activities decorations. So there was a big, I think, like seven, eight foot wooden Indian, heavy piece of wood too. And from the jump, from the first day, these kids were like, we want that in our cabin. And you get, you got to know where it's like, you have to have that conversation. If the kids are looking mischievous and want to do something and they're kind of a little waiting or hesitant or looking for permission, have that conversation with your co. Me and my co-counselor this summer, we had a conversation and we thought it was funny. We thought there's no harm done if they take decoration. It's not like this wooden Indian helps the activity or it hurts the activity if it's gone. So we were on board with them taking the Indian. So what then happened is we had to go and we had to make the kids think that it was, okay, this is our joint decision. This is not something that we decided off what you want. This is our choice that this happens because they need to know, especially the hour that we have split this choice and we have agreed. And that's the reason it happens is because we agreed on it. So they would start doing that. What became an issue later into camp was that I would go on my days off and my co would not be communicating with me and the kids knew that I was a multi-year experienced counselor and he was a first-year counselor and so when I would be on my day off he didn't have someone to talk to and like communicate with about these situations so he would go and he would allow these kids to take other things and it became an issue when I would come back from my days off and he would have the next day off and that's when everything got handled with so I would find out when I come back at night from my day off that the kids stole a bunch of these, um, they were kind of like islands of, they were mini golf holes and they were like, you could lift them up and move them. And it was literally just green in the hole at the end, but that's the activity and you can't take away the activity because then you're upsetting and disrupting camp. And I come back to the cabin and I find out there is nine holes that are now in the back of like it, right behind our cabin right before the woods that the kids just now have there because my co-counselor decided he's not going to communicate with me and he's going to let the kids make the decision and from that point on when the next day a director comes to me and is upset with me that i let this happen and i told him it was on my day off but we're sorting it and i had to have the kids bring the holes back to the activity it changed the dynamic in the cabin drastically i mean it's what you have to expect is that the kids then noticed that I saw where the line was better than the new co because I was experienced and I could help them cross that line without getting in trouble and that I had to make the decision that his opinion was wrong of letting them steal it and that it had to be done uh, and it had to be returned and taken back and it it, it it was not good, in my opinion. Like, I didn't think it was a good thing for me to become this more parental figure in the cabin and more head figure in this cabin, but it was something that had to be done because otherwise we were just going to keep breaking the rules and the directors were going to keep being upset with us. And that, that became an issue until we had a conversation and... I really think the best thing you could do for any of these situations of working with a co-counselor, and this doesn't even apply with just summer camps. This applies with all facets of working with other people, 
It's just open communication. We talked about it. We talked about how I didn't appreciate that happening. And um, that it's just something that shouldn't have happened. And then it got sorted. And we got right back to it. But he even noticed and he talked to me. And I tried to sort it, but we couldn't do anything about it. That the kids then treated it as I was main counselor and he was the other lower importance counselor and that's just what happens and that's the importance of keeping that communication open and that's what you have to do now another part of working with a co-counselor that i am reading my sheet that i have ready to talk about is splitting responsibility now that is one of the most important things that you can do to keep yourself sane while working at a summer camp is make sure someone is not taking the brunt of the workload that becomes kind of the worst thing because that was again what happened to me this summer that when it became that it was lead counselor and then other counselor the kids would only listen to one of us when we would have to bark orders so when it came time to every every day how this camp runs just to let you know it goes you wake up you go to breakfast you come back and then there's a cleaning hour and after that hour you go to activities but during your activities, the directors come by and inspect your cabin, and you get a score. And there is failing scores. So once we'd get to cleaning hours, now that I was the only counselor that the kids would listen to, we would have difficulty in that they would, the other counselor being they, excuse me, the other counselor would tell the kids, hey, let's start cleaning. Hey, do this job. Hey, do this job, and start assigning jobs. And the kids would just brush him off and would just continue on with whatever they were doing where they'd be on their phones that they were sneaking that we were allowing them to sneak and they would just not be cleaning and so on every day off that I had I would find out we failed cleaning or we got the lowest passing score possible and then when it would be the next day we would have to clean up pretty much the mess from the previous day that wasn't cleaned up and it just became more work that I had to do to make sure that our cabin was cleaned evenly. Now, the summer prior to this summer, I had probably the best co-counselor I could have asked for, and he worked with me perfectly, and we were in sync. So it became very easy that when it came to cleaning hour, um, during the time that I was still a counselor, um, because later that summer I became an instructor, but during the time that I was still a counselor, when it came to cleaning hour, we could kind of just split up responsibility of, okay, you take the kids in the back half of the cabin, I'll take the ones in the front half of the porch, and we'll make sure they stay on it and that they're doing the job correctly so that the cabin is clean. And that cabin would always be getting the highest cleaning scores, and it didn't take a lot of work because these cabins don't, in general, take a lot of work. It's just once you get the kids to start, then it's easy to get them to keep going because you you let them know you don't make the mess to begin with. You don't have anything to clean up with in the end. We made sure, and we spoke about it, and had this good communication going where before the kids would go to sleep every night, I don't care what their beds look like, I don't care what their cubbies look like, but the floors had to be completely cleared. There couldn't be any toys, any clothes, any nothing on the floor. So in the mornings, the floors is the thing that normally takes the longest in these cabins because it's for some reason the hardest thing to get older kids to pick up their clothes and whatever they have that's on the floors but 
when they have to just clean up their beds and refold a few clothes in their cubbies, it becomes a lot easier to get them to do it faster. And then when you let them see that the work is done faster and it becomes less of a hassle every single day, it becomes a lot easier to hold that idea so that they'll do it every single day. And a good way to go about this, mainly just with, with cleaning, is promoting good hygiene. So you let them see a, a clean cabin and a clean body leads to a clean mind. And that's something that I have always pushed for whenever I have my campers and I've pushed it for other counselors who ask me for help, is that it will be easier for you to think, it will be easier for them to work, it'll be easier for everyone if everyone is clean, because when you're cleaning one thing, you want to clean everything. So kids aren't going to want to be dirty, and they're not going to want to be having their cabin dirty, because you have instilled this idea of cleanliness and how it's just better. You'll end up seeing them making their beds before breakfast, because it's just something of I don't want to leave this mess for someone else to have to deal with or for even me to have to deal with because I don't want to leave a mess. So later that summer, I ended up becoming an instructor, as I said. So I would have classes that started for the early schedule during when my cabin would be cleaning. So I spoke with my co-counselor and we had this good line of communication and any day that I had the early classes that were doing cleanup, I made sure all my stuff was perfectly done before I ever left the cabin. So the kids were getting this idea that, oh, it's not just that we have to clean, it's that our counselors are setting the example and they're showing us what needs to be done, how it should be done, and why it needs to be done. And it's just this idea, like you set that example in your cabin and the kids will notice. Kids pick up on a lot of things, they're really smart. And that's something that not a lot of people really catch on to, and that becomes a lot of people's heel in the end, is that they don't realize how smart kids are. And it's not that they're smart in book smart, but they just, they absorb whatever you're doing. And you'll see kids mimic you, and they mimic what you do, your activities, your hobbies, everything about you. They're going to start to do, think these kids are with you, and you're the only adult model, role model that they're going to have for about eight weeks. The kids are going to start to get these little things from you. And it's what's so rewarding about the job is that you see yourself in all these little kids. And it's the best qualities of yourself that they're picking up on. But it's just you need to be making sure that it's the good qualities that they pick up on and that it becomes an easier job for you when you're making these kids work better. Now, that's all that I have for today. So I'd like to thank you for coming out and listening to Campfire Stories. And I hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you.